Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Come on, you yellows Flying high below the Wembley Archway sky today Welcome to the original, the Talker United Yellow Army podcast brought to you each week by Guy Henderson and Richard Hughes of the Herald Express and Devon Live. We'll talk you through the latest news from Plainmore, we'll chat to the people making the news around the club. You can find us in the Talker United channel on the Devon Live website, on Spotify and on iTunes. Happy New Year to all Happy of our New many Year. listeners. Happy New Year. Yeah. It's still within that window where you're allowed to wish people a Happy New yeah. Year. It's, it's 2024. Uh, it's International Pack Cruise Week this week. Is it? It is. Uh, and we, because? <laughs> I'll tell you, explain you all about it. Oh. It's the anniversary. Yesterday was, was the it? 47th anniversary of okay. Pack Cruise's own goal. And he gets a whole week for that, doesn't he? Gets he gets a whole week. Every, every, every Talking United fan. Um, we now we we did an eighty minute podcast before Christmas. Apologies, and, um, and anybody who sat through to the end of that probably got or deserved a mention in the New Year's honours list. Yeah, MBEs all round. Yeah, goodness knows, <laughs> lesser people than you lot have got New Absolutely, Year's. Absolutely, uh, yeah. Um, but we try and be a little bit more succinct this week. You mean shorter? Shorter, shorter <laughs> indeed. We've got a few things to discuss couple of defeats since we last met, but yeah. a fallow week as well. It's weird, isn't it? A week with no football. Yeah. It's very strange. But we've had a chat with Gary Johnson. It's been an early start this morning. Nine o'clock. Nine o'clock start. Which meant eight break. o'clock if I was going to get McDonald's breakfast on the way. <laughs> and did you? Yeah. Oh, there you go. <laughs> um, so we're a nice early start at the training ground. means the podcast should be prepared earlier this week for you. And we'll go and have a chat with Gary and uh, we'll be back as ever. On the other side of Gary Johnson. So Gaffer, with the postponement of the Truro game last Saturday, it's given you a bit of extra time to not only work with the players, but with the new year period as well. The players getting a little bit of extra rest, is that just as important as what the training is? Um, it is for, for some of them. I mean, obviously you've got to keep them busy, you've got to keep them sharp um, if you can. And uh, with the players that are, that are here, because some of the players are playing quite a lot of games at the minute because we haven't got a big squad just yet. We'll talk about that in a minute, I suppose. Um, but um, yeah, we're working hard. We, we work hard every day. They always work hard every day. Um, and uh, as I said to you, you know, some, some are new. 
coming into our regime, they've got to learn our ways, if you like. Uh, so it has given us a, a decent opportunity to walk for a few things, jump for a few things, and then sprint for, through a few things. And uh, yeah, we, we use the time wisely. And also, obviously, we saw uh, over the period of the injury to Theo Williams. We got an update what the, the situation with Theo is now? Yeah, well, Theo, uh, his loan time finished anyway, um, or he had two or three days to go. So he's gone back now, and uh, obviously the loan's finished, so he'll be out for a little while, and uh, you know, Fleetwood House yeah, and the late house. Better that he goes back to his parent club, gets his treatment, and then we'll see uh, what we do in the, in the future. But uh, we were pleased with his, um, you know, with his game. Uh, he, he he did improve. He would have scored goals. He was quick and so on and so forth. And we had a good spell with him in the team. Um, so we'll have a look at it when we uh, when we know he's back at full fitness. That's something that doesn't affect the National League, obviously, but does affect the top four divisions. January transfer window is just back open. Good opportunities, potentially? Well, yeah. I mean, the, the, the transfer window is always open to us, except with the Premier League. Um, so it, it gives you one more opportunity. But if a, if a Premier League boy becomes uh, available, there's a lot of other clubs around and probably a lot closer to those people and, and most Premier League clubs want their lads to play in the league and so that becomes a bit difficult but it doesn't stop us trying to find these little gems that uh, you know, can come in and do a job which we've, we have found um, in, in, the, in the past and in the recent um, and recently so we're uh, I'm happy with how we do things and we've got a list of people but there's a lot of other people with their decent players that are also interested and uh, yeah and all the things that we talk about the location and stuff and but you know we'll, we'll, we'll get a group together and we, we'll certainly get a group together once you know when you ask me the question about the injured players again um, once they all come back, we, we will have a, a very, very strong squad. Yeah, moving me nicely on to the, to the injury situation. As it is, it's only Thursday, um, but is there any updates on any, any potentials? Um, short term, there's probably uh, two or three of them that should be coming back within the next uh, week or two, maybe 10 days. Um, we've got uh, Aaron Jarvis, who's a specialist, tomorrow and they will give us the definitive of that because he's he's now just started um, working he feels that he, he's comfortable now that uh, his injuries getting better and it's a matter of a little bit of uh, fitness a little bit of looking after him uh, for a few days and then um, we'll wait and see what the specialist says on, on how long that takes and that his injury is going to be so and that's the same with all injuries, you know, they, we're, we're beholding to the specialists that either do the operations or see the player in the first place. They give them a time scale um, and then they have to go and see him, the specialist again. And then when they see him, he gives them another time scale and, so, and does. So often, you know, we say, when I said 
December we was open, or people wanted come. We wanted people to come back in January. I hope they were coming back in January. It's a, it's not something you can you know, put your finger on an exact date because of, you'd be holding to the doctors and the specialists. So moving on to Saturday, Eastbourne come to town. Um, Eastbourne away earlier in the season, one of our best performances of the season, uh, with a nice comfortable 4-1 win. But they've had a change of, uh, of manager, their, their manager has departed. Club captain Brad Barry is now in charge of an interim uh, charge. Is there a, a slight concern that you get that new kind of manager bounce, or are you well prepared for it? Um, well, we'll definitely be prepared for it. Um, we've just got to make sure we play our game um, and that's important, especially when you're at home, you've got to work on your game uh, with, with the thoughts of where can they be dangerous and maybe the unknown is, as you sort of alluded to, um, is sometimes dangerous. Uh, they're a full-time club and they're certainly um, below their, the league table is below their standard that they would have hoped. But um, now we've got to look after ourselves, we've got to make sure that our game's right. And uh, if your own game's right, that should alleviate a lot of the problems that the opposition might give you, especially with a new manager syndrome. So we'll have to, we'll have to wait and see. But I think um, you know, it's important that we, uh, we haven't scored a couple of games, so we need to, we need to get some goals, and, um, as we did previous to that. And, you know, we've got a good opportunity now to pick a few points up uh, and to get further on into the FA Trophy. The problem is that the more successful you are in the trophies, obviously you start missing games. Now we've already got eight games in February, which is the shortest. So they told me in school, which is the shortest uh, number of days in a month. And um, so it's going to be tough that. So hopefully, we will have a bigger squad um, come those eight games in February. We're lucky enough to have moved everything into February rather than into January. Um, but we've got to be ready, ready for that because that will be a key month in our season. There was there were some encouraging signs in the second half against Truro on Sunday, as you say. Uh, so the lads who've had to come in have stepped up really well, haven't they? The lads who are covering the injured players and people like, like Ethan Archer, who's, who's playing maybe beyond what you expected of him at this stage. I think a, a few of them have uh, stepped up to the plate. You know, we if we'd have sort of won three, lost one, won three, lost one, then we'd, we'd be all right. But the fact that we lost the last couple, even though, as you say, we we pet the Truro at, at the death and couldn't couldn't score um, at a poor first 20 minutes. Um, but it's all experience for the new, the new lads that have come in. And you're right, Ethan, I think he's been man of the match two or three times since he's, he's come in. Um, some people moan that he came from a lower level, um, but sometimes you can get, you know, Jeremy, if you're clever and careful and you, you got, you're, you're watching them um, and bring them in when you think they're, they're ready. And uh, he's done well, and there's a few others that have done well. There's, you know, Foyo's just come in, he's been unlucky with a couple of games because his team around him didn't play particularly well at Chelmsford. Uh, we did a little bit more at Truro, but we had to take him off because he took a book in early. 
Um, so he hasn't really been able to show what he's, he's got yet. Uh, so, yeah, no, it's, we're, we're there or thereabouts. And, you know, we, if you look at the form tables, you know, we're, we're up there in the top six or seven um, for most of the, of the season. And we just got to get that um, another little run. That's what we've got to do. Um, and get ourselves, you know, because what's going to happen is we're going to lose games and we're going to be behind. We've already lost three games. You know, we've had to put in, is it Maidstone, Truro and Taunton. So, you know, there's three games we had to put in. Um, we've got a lot of, we've got a few away games coming up as well in, in February especially. But, um, but we're going to take each game as it comes. And, uh, hallelujah, when, as, as and when the injured lads come back, they won't come back all together, but you know, they'll come back at a certain time and every time we just got to get, to get bigger because you know, the experience lays out that are not playing at the moment. You, you put a lot of store by the, the passion that the players have to yeah. play for Torquay. Yeah. Now, at the end of the game against Truro, there was an incident with one supporter, not a mob, one supporter mm. on the pop side, and a, a player making his point, standing his ground. I think a lot of the fans, certainly I don't have any problem with the player standing his ground and making his point like that. But how do you manage that? Do you need to, to stop that from happening or, or does that just show how committed the players are? No, you don't want players arguing with supporters if you can help it. Um, sometimes you just have to hold your hands up and say, you know, yeah, we know you're upset because people don't like losing. Um, but as I've just spoke about, you, you're not going to win every game and it's how you react to these games. It's only halfway in the season. Um, I think when somebody, you know, because there are times when we've lost, when it's pretty toxic towards the players and myself and the club. Um, and sometimes human nature means that you, you stand your ground, as, as you say. But um, no, I, I don't condone it, that's for sure. And, uh, but at the same time, there is a passion amongst the boys. And uh, if anybody was cheating or not doing enough, I promise you they wouldn't be in the team. Um, and so, you know, that's, that's where, where we are. We know supporters are passionate. We know supporters don't like losing. We know that. We don't. You know what I mean? And uh, as I always said, it's a good job I haven't got a cat when I get home. You know what I mean? So it's... Uh, yeah, we all feel that, but you know, everybody's got to just wait for the next game and as you said, you know, about smiling and all that, yeah, I, I look forward to smiling after, after a good win. But uh, yeah, I think some, we know that at every club there's supporters where the glass is half empty and there's supporters where the glass is half full. You've got to treat them all the same, you've got to respect that they're there supporting you because they, they work. Um, it was a fantastic game, 3,700. And so that was probably why that particular player, who has got a lot of passion in him, um, was, was trying to say, we are trying. But there was a few little uh, hand signs and things like that. There's, this, there's some things that go beyond just a little bit of stick, do you know what I mean? And, and then that's when people then react slightly different. But, You've still got to still clap the fans because you know, there was still some clapping. <coughs> um, 
and obviously some letting their feelings be known, which is always difficult. But we want to try and win them over. That's what we, we don't want them out. We want to win them over, <clears throat> and you do that by winning the group of group of games. The um, I don't suppose you've been all that happy with the starts in the last few games. We've talked about it immediately after the match. You know, the first twenty minutes of yeah, games. Yeah, last two. Games. I remember Hamill wasn't great, was it, to start with, and, and etc. Is this, and you were saying after the Tura match, we don't send them out to start slow like that. Yeah, we, is, we, this an, is this an experience thing? Is this to do with youngsters in the I side? Think sometimes or? it's to do with the opposition. <clears throat> You've got to think about you know, you're coming out against a team like, for instance, the Tura game. They defended. You know, there was no great bits of play. Um, once they scored, they scored early. and. If you look at before the Chelmsford and Truro, we were disappointed, of course. But before that, I think we scored the first goal in the first 10, 15 minutes in, in each of those games. So it's not, it's not, it's football. Yeah. That's why there's 46 games, mm. you know that. And if you end up top, you deserve to be top. If you end up bottom, you deserve to be bottom. You know what I mean? So it's, it's just the journey along the way has to be important, is important, because there's going to be peaks and troughs. Of course there is. That's football. Whoever you support, Man United will tell you the same. You, you, you're, uh, um, uh, uh, and you've done it all the way through your time here. You've signed young players on loan, some old, one or two older players on loan, but mostly young players. <laughs> they come to you, you improve them yeah. and almost teach them the game. Would, yeah. you, would you, have you thought sometimes, I wish a ready-made player would walk through the door that I don't have to teach so much to? In, in other words, probably what I'm asking is, yeah. is the system that we've got at the moment, you know, with under-21s, under-23s and academies, mm -hmm. they're arriving at you at 21, 22 mm -hmm. years old. It's almost like you have to teach them the, the, yeah, the, 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 the man's game yeah. and, and how to win football matches and then Either we keep them with a bit of luck, or they go back. Generally, Is that you, you either they go back, or, or you lose them to you know a team that's yeah. higher than you because yeah. you put them in the shop window. Do you think there's something about the system at the moment that, that is that isn't producing more ready-made players by the time they're those I think ages? It, yeah, I think it's it's different um, if you're a young lad in a Premier League Championship under 21s. And then, you have whatever his ability, and then he has to come and play in the National League or the Continent South, which people don't realise is actually good standard on occasions. Um, and that's why and it's competitive. Um, and so when, when the lads come in, it takes them one or two games to, to adjust to the pace of it, to the size of the opposition. You know, I know there's big lads in the under-21s, but it's more technical in the under-21s, you know, it's very tactical in our, in our uh, division and National League because, you know, some teams like to play, you know, and pass it 28 times around the back, and others go route one up to a couple of big ends and work for set plays, which is what a couple of teams have done against us. Uh, recently, and you have to you have to deal with all sorts of things, but you've got to have a game that they have to deal with, and that's the we know we've got that, but we have to produce it, 
but as you say, sometimes we've got three or four lads that are often in the team where they've only just um, you know come come into the team, so they have to um, step up to the plate. But if you look at like Art, I think Archie's done fantastic for us. Um, Will Davis Jenkins, Jeff Jenkins Davis, whichever way. Um, he he's done well for us, you know. So we, as I said before, Ethan. and he, he, yeah. well, Ethan's a signing. He's not yeah. alone. But no, he, but Ethan's like Ethan was unlucky because he was going very well, and then COVID. And then COVID. Hit, you know, yeah. and, and all the twenty-one-year-olds lost that <clears> nineteen to twenty. You know, as they turned into a man, they didn't. They wasn't playing football. Um, and I think if you look. Back. Theo Williams came on during his time here as well, didn't yeah, he? I mean, yeah, before, yeah. You know, I mean he he, you wouldn't be waving goodbye to him if, at no, the moment. No, if, exactly. Uh, uh, he still had more to do, yeah. but we, we could have worked with him. Now yeah. we've got uh, Osmond Foyo, and uh, we, we think he's got some strengths. You don't usually get middle-aged, older 20s, late 20s on one, um, because if he's at a big club, then he's probably going to go to uh, a club in the league, um, he'll have a family, you know, that old chestnut, he'll have a family, he'll have kids at school, he'll be in a certain area, you know, it's, I mean, we we got a squad of uh, 20, 23, I think it is, um, and 11 of those players actually live at home here. So that's not a bad effort for, for that. and and. The other uh, 12 are in accommodation, which is credit to our football club. Otherwise, I don't think you'd have to have a local team. <laughs> you know I mean, a representative local team, um, which, which is um, you know, not, not ideal. So as far as that's concerned, yeah, the club's doing it, its job in <coughs> some at home, some. But you know, I, was, I was looking the other day and uh, of all the players that we've had here, you could pick a, a real good, experienced team from the ones that have moved on. Yeah, yeah. And the, but you're, all, you're always yeah, clubs at these, these levels. They're always going to someone's going to nick them uh, at a certain time, and you can't put somebody on three or four year deals. You know what I mean? Because they they won't sign that. Players won't sign that because they want to come here and. Um, put themselves in the shop window, even though we, we make sure that we get the ones in that are putting themselves in the shop window but are doing their best for us and they're talking fired first and then whatever happens after that happens. So that's tough but you know, we, we enjoy it and we'll see, we'll see what happens at the end of the season you know, actually, as far as whether we're successful or not. Um. Could we expect any new faces by this weekend and it, to, to help you in the meantime? Um, we, <coughs> I'm sure you've been we've trying got, quite yeah, hard. We've got, we, we, we're in a lot of conversations for sure. Um, again, you're competing with a few other clubs. And, uh, but, so, I don't know, the odds are a lot less for this weekend. Um, but, because what will happen is, People will keep their options open for a week or two. And, you know, it's suddenly you don't get many transfers on January the first. You know what I mean? So um, you, you have to 
keep trying, keep probing and keep ringing people up and so on. So some people ring us up, we've got this like that, agents. That are, so there are some that want to come to you, but when you look at them and you see what they've, they've done or haven't done, you think, well, they're not going to make this any, any better. Um, sorry to go back on the specifics. Right, um, <laughs> uh, the lads who are out at the moment, where, uh, where is Kevin Dawson on his journey? Um, Halfway down the M5. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, um, he's, uh, he sees a he saw a specialist as well, and he's now um, started um, actually, uh, he'll be starting on the grass, as it were, you know, when they start running in the next couple of days. Right. So once they get on the grass, then, because, He's done everything else, you know, so his body's fit, it's just the injury needed time to recover, so yeah. it doesn't, he doesn't break down again. But uh, he's much more comfortable now than he was a week or two yeah. ago. Which so. he was struggling then still. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So he's, Tom he's, Lapsley, um, that's, a, that's a hand. Yeah, Tom's not a million miles away. We're right. hoping that Tom will be back probably earliest the Hereford game. Uh, if not, then he'll be back for the Dover game. And I think that'd be the same as Asa, and probably the same as uh, Brad Ash. So that, you know, Brad Ash has made a fantastic recovery, and uh, it wasn't as bad as first thought. Right. Once the specialist saw him the second time, so we've had some good news on Brad. Okay. Finley Krask has been. Um, uh, yeah, Finn's. Uh, what's got, his problem? He's got a quad muscle oh, yeah, problem yeah. that, um, that uh, he came back and then he had to. Um, uh, he started training, felt great, and all of a sudden he, he felt it again. So you have to take a precaution and make sure that he, he doesn't have it forever. So you have to give him slightly longer, so he's maybe three weeks away. And um, Jack Stobbs obviously a little bit longer with his um, hamstring tear. Stobbs ain't a million miles away. He's uh, probably originally they said twelve weeks, and at least it's coming back, back rather to... than yeah longer. So um, I think he'll be probably three or four weeks. Just, and is there any concern with some of these? They've they're quite a lot of them been out for such a long time that even when you get them back running and training, that there's there's good bound to be a, a a little gap before they can get where they're real used to you yeah, and you but, can. Yeah, um, but we make sure that they uh, um, they're doing everything else. So you know, yeah. they build up their upper body if it's their legs, or they build if it's something else. You know, we, we so everything then is just down to the injury recovery. And then probably a week or two on the, on the grass as yeah. you were training, probably just to make sure that they're fit and, and okay. Mm. But they're fit lads, you know. We haven't got a tubby one that's been eating no. and drinking, and, no. yeah, <laughs> um, and not not living like an athlete. Yeah. You know? yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it's just getting them from yeah. where they're training to <laughs> actually getting them performing in a match. Yeah, and, and, exactly, uh, exactly. Yeah. Good. That's why there's that little bit of time yeah. extra. Yeah. Okay. So, interesting to hear Gary talk about the injury situation. Yeah, and the Dave, Dave popped that question in right at the end, <laughs> didn't, he, did, didn't he? And it was a good one. 
I think I, I don't think we we thought we were going to get a proper. We we ask that question every week, don't we? And yeah. actually, we talked to Gary about it before the the, the tape started rolling. Yeah. Um, you know, it must be difficult us asking you every week and you having to give an answer again, and that answer being, you know, some some you difficult yeah. to difficult yeah. to 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 nail down sometimes. But um, but Dave popped. Dave wasn't there when we had that chat. He popped in. He got he got there afterwards, and right at the end, he <laughs> asked that question again. So well done, Dave. Interesting to get a bit of a player by player. Yeah, Dave, which exactly. You don't often go from. Gary. No, well, Dave did did it that yeah, way, didn't he? He did. Um, good news that Tiger Tom <coughs> Lapsley could be back in time Hereford for Hereford. Yeah, wonder if you'd risk him for Hereford, or maybe you maybe, you, maybe you're thinking, well, it gives him sixty minutes before. Yeah, you know, going back into the league, uh, and much better news on Brad Ash. Brash, because yeah. it did seem as if with it, it was a, a a small fracture, wasn't yeah. it? Yeah, um, and that you think, <clears throat> well, that could do, could linger on for quite a long time, but he's not all that far away either. Yeah, Christmas miracle. Yeah, yeah. Apparently, um, it, 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 Gary said that he's been working hard and he's come for it really, really, really quickly. So. Brilliant. So, so that's and and Jack Stobbs as well nearing. Yeah. I mean, you know, these are names that we didn't think we would no. be seeing on the pitch for a while on a team sheet. But and Aaron Jarvis sees a specialist soon, and we'll know tomorrow a bit more apparently yeah. about that. There's, I mean, there was that whole thing with, um, you know, it was, oh, Aaron Jarvis could be January. So being a Talkie United well, fan, I, I, I was expecting, right, he'll be fit from the first of January. Ori- originally, it was December, yeah. and then it was shoved to January, and. And it just goes back to the same thing again. Gary has to to mm. take the word of specialists yeah. uh, when they have these 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 checkups at stages in their recovery. So he probably knows he he has a, he has a round figure in his head, but he probably doesn't know any no. better than we do. And it, to it, be honest, with it you. changes day by day until each it? specialist yeah. says yeah. whatever. Um, but you know, it, it's to get a player of the stature of Aaron Jarvis back into the side, well, Eddie, especially oh. with a month of eight games in February. Yeah, well, so which Gary pointed out is apparently the shortest month in the is. year. Yeah, it is even in a leap year, which yeah. this is. Is it a leap year? It is Olympic years a leap years. Just remember it like that. So we've got twenty nine and twenty. Yeah. So 2012. See, I never. Was I, was, I didn't re- learn much at school. I have no idea how many days are in January. So it's February. It's um, 28 and then 29 on a leap year, That's is it. it? And Olympic years are always leap years. As long as, oh, the, Olymp- as, long as okay. the Olympic cycle sticks to four years. Yeah. Then that's how I remember. Fine, it. okay. That's the non-scientific way I remember it. You okay. can have that one on me, ladies and gentlemen. So he's got a, he's got a day more than he thought he <laughs> yes, had. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Um, let's have a little a little flip back through what's happened since we last podded. Uh, December the 23rd, Chelmsford 2, Torquay 0. Rubbish. We conceded from a corner yeah. again. Um, it's terrible, isn't it? As soon as Gary talks about how they've not been conceded from corners, they start conceding from, from corners. corners. But that's just that's coincidence and just bad luck. Yeah, disappointing game. Um, debut for Osman Foyo, yep. who's on loan from Who, Ipswich. I wasn't there, but... By all accounts, had a half decent game yeah. there, so that was not too bad. Big lad, isn't he? I've just he is. uh, I've just seen him come into training, and, and as he came in through the door, did he have to dark, Darkness fell as he came did in it? through the door. He's a big lad. Yeah. It so I think we can, the sun. we can expect good things from him. It didn't go very was well. Was there a sun him. out there today? To be fair, <laughs> no. guy. No, the sun has not <laughs> been out for some time, but tomorrow, 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 be, tomorrow will be a better day. 
Boxing Day. Talking United yeah. nil, Truro City one. Conceded, yeah. conceded from the corner. Yeah. Uh, Osman Foyo. He was, was unmarked as well. He but, was. But, yeah. Yeah. Osman had a decent start to the game, but got booked. And looked like Just, the referee didn't like him. He's been. I think he got booked to Chelmsford. Right. It? So, um, he, he was getting frustrated. It looked like the referee was starting to have a problem with him after booking him, yeah. and you just. When, it, when Gary took him off, it made sense. Absolutely. But also bringing Dylan De Silva on gave us a little bit more. <coughs> um, yeah. And, you know, you, you've always got that out ball when you've got Dylan. But it was it was a frustrating game. I know what Gary says about, you know, the second half, Talkie were better, but they weren't much better. No. Uh, um, James Hammond had a good <coughs> game. Yeah. You know, we know what a good goalkeeper he is because we there was a couple of more. There was a couple of tough determined players in that Truro side that yeah. that weren't going to lose that game um, I, I accept Torquay were better in the second half but it's still it was a, a frustrating performance Connor Riley Lowe um, ran the game for I thought he was brilliant I'm just yeah. walking to the door here to let the cat in otherwise he won't give us any peace at all the white tiger himself has just the white tiger <laughs> very clever uh, Con- yeah, Connor Riley though, painting lad, went to the two top schools. Is this just because he's went to your two schools? <laughs> he and did, yeah. from painting. He, did, he, he was rubbish, really, wasn't he? <laughs> <laughs> I think he was. A- he was actually excellent. I tell you what was funny though. <clears throat> he obviously had a lot of mates on the pop side, right? Okay. Because there was a- quite often you get players have a dialogue going all the way through the game with yeah. the pop side, and sometimes it isn't very nice. But Connor obviously had mates at various points along the pop side, and especially in the second half when he was playing. Was it second half? Anyway, whichever half it was, yeah, he yeah. was playing down in front of the pop side. He was carrying on a running dialogue with various <laughs> people. It was, I mean, that was just one of the things that made you smile about a game that yeah. didn't have very much to smile about. They looked all right. I they, looked they, looked okay. they looked strong. They looked physical and strong. They defended. Oh, they, that yeah. was. Their, I think that was their fourth win in a row. So they're, yeah. they're no mugs and they've, they've climbed quite a way up the table now. They, they were flirting with the relegation zone uh, October, November. But they're now kind of almost mid-table, so they've they've done all right. I like I, I, it's not the first time I said it. I like Paul Watton as a manager. Yeah, and I mean they've got some de- they've got some decent journeyman players. Yeah, there. they haven't really yeah. got anybody who. He's got no money down no. there. No, he's got no money down there. But when they move back to Cornwall, if they do move back to Cornwall, and if the new owners can market them as Cornwall's team, then they're going to have to because you, know, you can't you can't you can't have away games and. County next year and only brings seven on Boxing Day and only brings oh, seventy two no. fans. Yeah, it was poor. That was poor. But uh, but then they've the fans have had to travel for every yeah, game. They have. I, I imagine they've got out of the habit of watching Truro. Yeah. If they're football yeah, yeah. fans in Cornwall, they'll go and watch Mouse or they'll Penzance go and watch Mouse or Penzance or, like or yeah. there's some big teams down there. Yeah. yeah the, the, as in regards to getting quite big crowds. Mm. I mean, Mouse are second behind Truro in the in the the pyramid now and they're in the uh, Southern League yeah and then you've got yeah. six I think in in the Western League now only two years ago none of the, you know, the no. Drew were the, the ones the outliers they were the, the, everyone else was still in the Peninsula League um, we talked briefly to Gary about the, the little little kerfuffle in front of the pop side at the carefully end of the game. chosen word well it was interesting uh, there was one fan <clears throat> it wasn't a mob it wasn't the whole pop side. You couldn't really was, see from what I was it saying. It was yeah. a fan who decided to have a go have a at pop. Ross Marshall. Yeah, Ross Marshall is one of the players who genuinely feels 
the, what's the what's the word the passion I suppose yeah. um, but he does play for the badge he plays for the club he gives everything um, I I put it on record you know I am a big big Ross Marshall fan I think he's a decent player and he's got the club at heart uh, I was and just he slotted interested. quite well into that right back position yeah, as well yeah. and he didn't do badly at centre forward no, no. <laughs> against Truro um, but I was interested to, to see what Gary's response was because I just feel you can't expect players to keep quiet and be meek and put their hands up if somebody is pointing the finger and telling them they're it's a not the first time shirt. he's been the one to react about. no but I don't have a I don't uh, uh, and correct me if I'm wrong was it necessarily abuse being aimed at him or the team? I and if he, he's the only one to react, then yeah, I think I'm, I think it started off more general. But he was the player yeah. who came over to the pop side and you know engaged with the fans generally. I mean, it was they. Aaron Downs was trying to play peacemaker. Aaron Downs got in between them and tried to push Ross Marshall away. But it was just an interesting little snapshot. Yeah. Uh, and I'm. It happened in a away game a couple yeah. of months ago. And, yeah. Uh, yeah. I think it shows. You think it shows more it passion happens. rather than. Yeah, I, I don't have a problem yeah. with it. I, okay. If 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 Ross Marshall needs a witness for the defence, I'll um, I'll go and stand. Okay. Up Not a bad one. Not a bad one, <laughs> Ross. Um. Moving on, uh, Truro versus Torquay on December the 30th, match mm. postponed. Mm -hmm. We knew that was going to be off. I, I said it, didn't I? Yeah. I said just yeah. their pitch. They played, Plymouth Parkway played Tiverton on Boxing Day. Boxing day yeah. And yeah. I think the pitch was killed then. Yeah. Um, it's Plymouth Parkway's pitch. So, yeah. you know, there's no, no reason why they shouldn't we know that game from bitter experience that even when you've got a very, very good groundsman, yeah. having two teams play on a pitch destroys yeah. it. I mean, Truro... Yeah. Playing at Plainmore, respect to Truro and their fans, they needed somewhere to play and they played at Plainmore. But even with a top-notch ground staff, you can't keep a pitch with two teams playing on it. No. Especially no. in a wet winter, as we are having these days. The, the funny thing was, it, it was called off on the Thursday. Yeah, it was quite early. So, you yeah. know, that was so early that yeah. you, you kind of... <clears throat> well, it gave me two days off. <laughs> and to be fair, on Boxing Day, Tom the Argyle fan said... You won't be playing down at uh, Belitho Park on no, the 30th. No, no chance. Because he's from Plymouth, he knows the geography. So, yeah. uh, did you see it. Tom We're on Boxing Day? Because he was sit he was sitting in front of me. I did, didn't see him on Boxing Day. I did see him on December the 30th at uh, a football match, though, uh, which we'll come to in ooh, a while. Oh, interesting. Uh, yeah, you knew it was going to be off. Now, it's probably not a bad thing. No. It's... And that's possibly why it was off so early, because, you know, it was a case of, well, we're... We're not going to try and desperately try and get it on. Because you get, get it on. You um, Get it on. That was on the radio on the way over. Was it? Yeah. You do wonder, and we don't have the answer to this, only Gary and Aaron have the answer to this, who would have played up front for us mm. at Truro and who will play up front for us on Saturday. Yeah. If Theo Williams is injured and gone back to Fleetwood, He's which gone. he has, yep. Brad Ash is not fit that's, yet. That's new, that's new news, by the way. Uh, we just slipped that in, but I don't think that's out yet, is it? No, it isn't. Yeah, no, so Fia is, Williams' yeah. uh, contract, uh, loan contract, has been ended. It has. Yeah. By the ba basically, because he was injured. By yeah. the time this podcast comes out, that'll be um, yeah. it'll be elsewhere. But uh, so he wouldn't play. Brad Ash isn't fit yet. Aaron Jarvis isn't fit yet. No. Nope. Ethan Archer is fit. He, and came, playing well. he came as a striker. Yeah. Though he's been playing in midfield. But if he, I mean. 
Do you know. play him on his own up front against yeah. Eastbourne? Do you throw Ross Marshall? You, you, you well, no, you play. I, I, what do you do? I personally, for what it's worth, would play Ethan Archer. <clears throat> Lewis uh, Collins just behind Lewis him. Coll- uh, no, I, or I, Ryan Hansen. I, no, I think I possibly would play a three of um, Archer, Dylan De Silva. Yeah. And on the left, Lewis Collins. Lewis Collins. Yeah. Possibly. But I'm not going. It'll be interesting to see. I mean, it, if ever a manager had his hands tied by injuries. Oh, it's been atrocious as you said on the way back down from the training ground just now the last three seasons yes we've had awful injury crises and they've been getting progressively worse now i know i know fans that there is this kind of like thought that well what are they doing wrong Mm. that all these players are getting injured but i don't think it's just us um and i think i there is there is the fact that we do have to train on um astro astro turf Yeah. yeah a lot more these days because of the the water logging at the you know, yeah. the, the training pitch is out of bounds for yeah. half a season at the it's moment true. every yeah. se- every, every year but you, I mean you've got some hamstring injuries you've got stobs but like Williams like Gary that. said a lot of these injuries have been knocks the others are kicks, all impact injuries impacts yeah. injuries Brad that, that are picked up during games out. Aaron Jarvis we know that he crashed his knee into yeah, a, yeah. In, into the advertising boards, wasn't it? Western Supermare. Um, so yeah, these are in. Tom Lashley injuries. gets about twelve kicks a game. He does. He, uh, it'll be good to see him back when he does uh, return. Yeah. Uh, Jack Stobbs was a hamstring. I mean, I suppose you yeah. could say that was is was he fit enough? But the the thing about Jack Stobbs is he was out injured at the start of the season mm-hmm. with a an injury that stopped him running very fast. Yeah. As soon as he starts, I mean, he was belting down that wing when it, when his hamstring went. Hamstrings just yeah. go sometimes. <clears throat> it's the fastest I've seen him try and go, and it just went again. He must be hugely frustrated. Yeah. But uh, but there you go. So but he, all these players could be back for February. They could. Fantastic February. Fantastic February. It's going to be a fantastic yeah. February. Uh, Eastbourne visit on Saturday. Torquay are currently seventh as uh-huh. a result of having missed that. Drop it, dropping down a couple of places. Because game in hand on everything. It was odd because, uh, you know, we were supposed to be playing on Saturday, which, which was moved to Saturday anyway because yeah. Plymouth Argyle were playing at home on Boxing Day. And then by the time Boxing Day comes along, you think, oh, we should be playing today as well. But we're not, Maybe. again. It, was it felt like you missed two day. days, yeah, but yeah. Um, Eastbourne are 21st. They've won one of the Bo- last nine. Not Boxing nine. Day, sorry, New Year's, New Year's Day. Day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, they've won one of the last nine. They're three games without a goal, but we're two games without a goal. Yeah, that's interesting as well. That's not really happened this no. season so much. Do you know we're now 28 games since we last drew? Is that right? Dover on the opening yeah. day of the season. So a, a draw is coming sooner or later. You can't go the rest but of the season. Is that like winter is coming? Winter is coming. You know it's coming, but you're not <laughs> sure when. November the 28th, we won 4-1 up there. Yeah, that was, was the good day win. of the all-long-range goals. It was. And, it, the, um, you know, who scored some of those? Callum Dolan yep. got the first one. Yeah. Uh, Brett McGavin, a, yep. one free kick and one pile driver. Who got the other one? Brad Ash. Brad Ash. Yeah, so two of those players won't be available. <laughs> it just gets worse the yeah. more you look at it, doesn't it? But that was a good win that we had up there. They've just lost their manager. Mark Beard has gone. 
No, uh, no beard. No beard. He's clean. Uh, they are clean. He's clean shaven. shaven. <laughs> they are clean shaven now. And I'm looking back to my notes because they did say the name of the bloke who's taken. It's Brad Barry. Brad he's Barry, the caretaker manager. Okay. Up there. Sounds um, like he should be in Coronation Street. Mark Beard only won six out of twenty-six games, did which he? is why his managership came to an end. Yeah. They're six points off. They're, they're full time as well, aren't they? They are. Yeah. But they're they're fourth from bottom, but they're six points adrift of the team fifth from bottom. Are they? So they've you know, they they need to turn things around yeah. quickly. Not this weekend. Not this weekend. Yeah. Um, absolutely not this weekend although I can't see who's going to score our goals unless Brett McGavin hammers another well, couple in from 30 yards or yeah. we score from set pieces I don't know don't know we haven't got a proper striker in no. the squad at the moment or someone that we would go that is a striker no but this is you know this is a great time for somebody like Ethan Archer to step up it is it is, uh, and I think he could be the man he could but also <clears throat> Gary was asked whether there'd be any new players coming in for the weekend, we forget Foyo. Yeah, Osman. Yeah, Foyo. so he could be part of that he three. Could. Yeah, 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 he could. Um, but Gary said um, possibly later, yeah. a bit later. But um, it never surprises me anymore when we see a, te- a name on a team sheet, no. or the way they do it now is is about an hour before the game. You get a yeah, well, a, a breaking news. We're arriving from yeah. That I mean, the the player <clears throat> who could really influence a game like this is Dylan De Silva. Yeah. Don't know if he'll start with him. He seems to like to bring him on from the bench. So far for me, he's flattered to, to, to deceive. But his pace and his crossing, and he, he's got a goal in him as well. Has he? You look through, he has he scored. Yeah. But, you know, you I think look, he plays better in a better, when the team play, is playing better. Yeah, I'll give you that. Yeah, absolutely. But when he plays wide on the right and... Dean Moxie picks him out with those 75 yard well, yeah, crossfield passes. Yeah. You know that Dylan De Silva has got it in him yeah. to take on and beat the fullback and ping a cross in. It's just if we've got somebody on the end to receive it. Isn't Absolutely. It? But uh, I, I think it could be Dylan's game okay. on Saturday. Let's, let's wait. It's going to be Dylan's <laughs> game. It's gonna be. I don't know where that came from. Who would have thought it would be so musical on there? <clears throat> now, we started off by saying it's Pat Cruz week. Yeah, it's Pat Cruz week on, um, <laughs> on the podcast. It's forty-seven years ago yesterday. That did we celebrate Cruz, Pat Cruz week last year? I think we did. Yeah. Oh, did we? Yeah. Okay. All right. I'll, I'll give you it then. That own goal. Um, it's one. It's six almost, seconds. It, yeah, it's almost like the Sex Pistols at the Hundred Club. If everybody who says they were there yeah. were, we'd have had a thirty thousand quid. Yeah. But I was there. I remember it very, very well because we. It's funny. I researched that gig the other week. Did you? How many people were actually there? Four hundred. <laughs> Yeah, there's, so there's a lot of people who say they were, but weren't. <laughs> um, oh, it might be I, six, it might be six, but yeah. I'd only potatoes, just, potatoes. Only just taken my place on the pop side with oh, a um, cup of soup in my hand. 47 years ago. 47 years ago. But you're only 38. <laughs> no, I'd have been 16. Would you? At, at, at that game. Standing a cup there. of not not a cup of soup because they didn't have cup of soup. No, in no, those they, days. Used to, they used to be a, a sort of a boiling cauldron of some sort of oh, random orange and red soup, perfect. which they used to ladle. It was like wax. Yeah, and, you but know, it, as if you got it on your hands, exactly. <laughs> and as it started to cool, it went more and more solid. This soup, it was, it was a strange concoction. So I'd have had my silk scarf tied around my wrist. Yeah. Yeah, double uh, denim. Double denim, almost certainly. Yeah. Probably a mullet back then. Yes, I good, good, good. Uh, Did you have patches on your denim? 
Yes. What, what, what were the patches? Of course. Oh, I, I think I probably had an American flag because that was probably pretty cool then. Okay. Um, I think I had a Peace Corps patch as well because oh, that, that's a juxtaposition, isn't it? <laughs> Dur- yeah. During yeah. the um, during well, the it was it was around. We, we were all very political about Vietnam. But yeah, I was going to say. Yeah. No, that was too late. But I, I don't know. I forget. But anyway, the goal, it was a long... And Vietnam forward. was still going in 73. Was it 73? No, 77. 77. Oh, no, it was finished. Finished, yeah. yeah. Cambodia was still going. Cambodia, yeah. This is getting far too... Political. <laughs> um, Next week, history <laughs> podcast. A big lump up the middle. Pat Cruz is standing. Oh, sorry. On the, Pat Cruz is standing on the edge of the penalty area. Yeah. Uh, Ron Atkinson playing for Cambridge on that day as well. Right. Though. Okay. Terry Lee comes out to gather the ball. Pat Cruz goes back to, to nod the ball back to Terry Lee, only to discover that the talky goalkeeper is actually standing right next to him. Yeah. And they both can only watch as the ball bounces into yeah. the net. That must have been something. It was unbelievable. I would have put my suit down and walked out. <laughs> I didn't dare put it down because it would have been solid by yeah. the time I went back to it. You can't, every, uh, we, we've had this before, but you can't say Terry Lee without me thinking about ant rap. <laughs> oh, yes, of course. Marco, of course. Merrick, Terry, Terry Lee. This is turning into a mu- the music podcast that we've been <laughs> promising you all this time. For, for younger listeners, Ant Rap was a, a, a song by Adam and the Ants. Back in, only about three or four years after the Pat Crew's own goal as well. Ten years after. On 87? No, sorry, I keep on thinking it's 73. So, yeah, yeah, it was about 81, 82. Yeah, you're right, you're right. Again, as usual. I may have to put together a little playlist of January 1977 yeah. songs. We're coming to the music in a minute, but Phil Sandercock scored another own goal. Okay. Uh, I think we were 2-0 down at half-time. And Willie Brown... Not the best start to games, is it? Willie Brown saved the day with a couple of goals yeah. and made it 2-2. Willie Brown saved the day. If you want to know the full story... In musical form, Ian Churchwood of the Legend of Ten <laughs> Seconds has a song on one of his albums. If you go on go on whatever streaming service you use, but I found it on Spotify, look for Ian Churchwood, the legendary Ten Seconds, and a song about Pat Cruz. And if enough of you listen to that, Ian will get royalty rights of about 0.1. I'm thinking about pulling all our stuff off of a Spotify. Oh, yeah. yeah. It's I, just ridiculous. They stop paying people now unless they get a thousand hits a week. Seriously? You don't get anything. So if you're just... You if don't get you're, anything. If you're Ian Churchill... I listened to that song twice yesterday, yeah, so he, I earned he him won't about a thousandth of a penny if he ever gets it. You won't get anything. Crazy. Stealing people's music. Yeah. yeah. I'll have to take the app off my phone now. You're making <laughs> me feel guilty. That happened just before Christmas. I think it was a thousand, but it might be even worse. I can't remember. So your music, which is on... I, will, I, will, is on I will no longer get any music, uh, any royalties from them at all. Did you ever see a penny from Spotify? I, I, last time I looked, I'd earned about 36 pence. <laughs> Most of those are from me. Honestly, it's crazy. <laughs> Back to the football. Buckland played Barnstable on yep. Saturday. That's where I met up with Tom. 480 people there good. because Buckland did a really good... I mean, there's a lot of people go anyway. But they added to the crowd by doing an offer. If you had a ticket for the Truro game, yep. which was off, or as a talkie season ticket holder, you got a couple of quid mm. off the entrance fee, which you could then spend fruitlessly, as it turns out, on 50-50 tickets. <laughs> but that's pretty much what everybody did because it's a good way to support the Do club. you know what, though? Go on. Talkie get a big crowd. Mm-hmm. Lose. Yeah. Buckland get a big crowd. Lose. Lose. 
It's, it just seems to be the thing that when you get your biggest crowd of the season, yeah, you don't perform the best no. of the season. That never happens. That's true. That is true. And then, of course, those people go... I mean, we know why um, Torquay's game on Boxing Day was... Because there was only... Like we said, there's only 72 Truro fans there. So many people come down. My, my brother was there and, his, yeah. and he, a couple yeah. of his friends yeah. that, that he, he only had time to sort of see for one day. So they all got tickets for the game and stuff. And, you know, there's so many people just are in Torbay at Christmas that can go. Yeah. And they're rewarded and with they're a game rewarded that wasn't with, quite with, what they were hoping no, for. No, well, that's not what my brother called it. <laughs> I was trying to be diplomatic. Yeah. The, I mean, the Buckland game was destroyed by the wind, to be honest. Was it? The wind okay. was blowing diagonally yeah, yeah. across the pitch. Yeah. And when Buckland had it at their backs in the first half, every ball across the halfway line just accelerated and skidded through to the keeper. Right. Uh, and in the second half, they just they weren't able to just make the most of the conditions. It was a penalty was the only that's goal it. of the game. Yeah. It's good to see Stuart Bowker playing for Barnstable. Yeah. Local lad again. Yeah. Um, still going. Still going. Still going on at the referees. Yeah, as, I would um, hate to referee Stuart <laughs> Bowker. I would hate that all umpire Stuart Bowker. He's a cricketer as well, yeah. isn't he? He plays for Barton, I yeah. think. But it, it was a good game. Um, good atmosphere. Loads of people there. Yeah, fair play to Buckland. They do these things really well. Yeah. So uh, enjoy They do, that. they do. And the food there, by the way, sometimes nowadays looks amazing. They've got so many, there are so many different outlets. You never queue for very long because no. there's one little outlet that does the, the snacks. There's another one that does the hot stuff. Yeah, hot but stuff. some of the hot stuff, they, 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 they put it on Facebook for, for each game, what's going to be on the, on the, on the, the menu. <laughs> I mean... The a la carte. I know. Yeah. It's crazy. And then you've got the bar. curries and all yeah. sorts. Yeah. So, um, yeah. This is enough of an ad feature for Buckland, but yeah, if, yeah. if you haven't been to a game out there, go get along. Buckland. Go to Brixham as well. Go to Dartmouth. Go to Bovey. Go to all of these. Talk places. about Brixham next week. Yes, of course. Yeah. Big cup game coming yeah. up next week. Um, we had a, a little bit of uh, research from Julian. Julian keeps an eye on all the papers for us. Of course he does. Did you know it took Barrow forty-eight years to get back into the EFL? We were talking by email about you know how talky long time out of the league how it 48 years it took Barrow yeah. to get back into the EFL after their re-election failed in 1972 yeah do you remember that system the re-election yeah, system yeah what a weird system well the last the last season the last two seasons of the re-election we, we, we scraped through and they came bottom the last two yeah. seasons of the re-election and there was always the feeling in football that talky no we came bottom the last one and then the, the yeah. next one was the um the crew Alexander the crew game. game, yeah, yeah. When Torquay used to get re-elected because all the directors of all the other clubs used to love a weekend in Torquay. Well, there is that, there is that thing, but we didn't face re-election between 1929, mm. the first season we were re-elected, yeah. and the 80s. Yeah. We never finished bottom between that whole chunk of... Um, so it must have been in the 80s that that, 80s, um, that, that urban that myth, myth came, came up. up. Yeah. Maybe, yeah. Uh, Stockport and they spent six seasons in National League North before getting promoted. Yeah, they did. When you forget that, they were eleven they were, seasons out of the yeah. NFL. Uh, they're now top of League Two. Yeah, you forget how dire it got for them at yeah. times. So, however dire it gets, I'm not saying we should accept it before anybody pulls me up on that. But we're not the first team no. to have a few years in the wilderness. And no. Barrow and Stockport, Barrow with Ben Whitfield in great form, by the way. Oh, is he playing there? Is oh, he? he's playing, scoring endless goals. Oh. 
Another uh, one. And Stockport are, are doing so well they can afford to have Joe Lewis and Conal Hay Evans out on loan at Wimbledon. Yeah. Uh, Wimbledon who also have Alex Bass and Armani Little. Yeah. So it's like talking reserves at Wimbledon. Yeah. But it just proves that point that um, Gary often makes that players leave often leave as better players than they were when they joined and they go on to do pretty well. Julian, do you want to put a team together of players that have been on loan at Torquay or left Torquay as youngsters and gone on to do better things? Recently, under yeah, Under yeah. Gary Johnson. Yeah. See what kind of team there we can get. There is a team to be, to, because Notts County have got... But, I mean, we, we, we had a quick chat about it, uh, possibly off, off, uh, off camera, mm-hmm. um, but not a secret chat. Uh, with Gary about this and he was talking about yeah but who would you play up front yeah because you suddenly look at the players that have left oh no defence it was defence he said yeah. who would you play in defence because so you suddenly look yeah. at the amount of yeah. central defenders that we, we've had and then you know they, they've got better as they've been yeah. with a talkie secured a first team place and now, now are playing in the league yeah. Joe Lewis and Kyle Cameron yeah and you've got you, well, there's loads of them yeah and Aaron Nemain is scoring goals yeah him. and you know we always felt that he was going to score goals for somebody yeah he's not playing, playing very well for me on FC 24 <laughs> no I've got a switch for Christmas and yeah I've been playing FC 24 and he's rubbish I've been playing as Notts County as Nottingham County. Yeah, you can't you can't play Torquay. Don't, don't, don't go no. down to the south. I complain to Nintendo or whoever it is. EA Sports. It's in the game. And finally, the Southwest Mini League. Yes, there's been a lot of games in the Southwest. Okay, Mini bring me up to date. Uh, this Saturday, Yeovil are at home to Bath. They're the top two. Okay. In the Southwest Mini League, Yeovil haven't lost a game yet. They've got 19 points from their seven games right. against other West Country teams. Bath are second with 11 points from eight games. Western Supermare have got 10 points from seven. Weymouth 10 points from nine. Torquay nine points from six. Cool, that's poor, isn't it? Because, well, yeah, but we'd obviously we've had games against Truro and Taunton called off. And Weymouth. And Weymouth. Yeah, so there that we came go. Back so we've got it, yeah. um, got games to. Uh, Games to play. Chippenham have got eight from eight. Truro seven from seven, and Taunton two points from just four games. That shows you the problems they're having with that pitch up there. Yeah, it does, doesn't it? But that's how the um, the Southwest <coughs> Mini League looks at the moment. Excellent. Yeovil, Bath, Western Supermare lead in the way, but we're not far off the top of that. Not that anybody gives a hoot about the Southwest I, Mini League apart from me. I do. I do. <laughs> it's just a thing that we've got going. So are we going to let people off? I think so. Because it was 18 minutes week? last week. We were half an hour again and, no, and that was just, a long... It's going to be 15 minutes. We again. just ramble on and on, don't we? It's all that music and stuff. It is. History podcasting. Go. But Happy New Year to you and we look forward to the game against Eastbourne. Come and say hello. You're over one side of the ground, I'm I, over I, the other. I predicted a 3-1 win in my column this week. I don't, let's hope so. Yeah. It's just it's just got all... All the alarm bells are ringing for a nil-nil draw. That sounds like a lyric from a fairy tale in New York. <laughs> All the alarm bells are ringing for a nil-nil draw. Because we haven't drawn for so long, we haven't scored many goals lately, and neither have they. You keep your alarm bells to yourself. <laughs> so, uh, I think we'll probably win 4-3. Yeah, good, good stuff. Enjoy the game. We'll yeah. see you there, and we'll be back next week. As ever, come, come on, on you, you yellows. yellows. Come on, you yellows. Flying high below the Wembley archway skies today. Come on, you yellows. The fellow fired buckle.